Welcome to the Weekly Warrior Podcast. Today we have our first guest, Mr. Jared Hamilton. He is an online and in-person fitness coach. Um, he does a ton of stuff with nutrition coaching, weight training, um, and general mindset awesomeness. Um, so take a listen. It's a little bit of a longer episode. We talk about his story, uh, training, mindset, and the importance of being grateful. This is uh, Mr. Jared Hamilton. He is an awesome online coach Hi. and in-person coach as well. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit today about a couple of things. Um, first thing I want to ask you, um, who are you? What do you do? And what's your story a little bit? Well, <clears throat> so for those who don't know, uh, I'm Jared Hamilton. I'm just a good old 27-year-old, five foot six. 25-inch insane <laughs> Indiana boy. Uh, you know, just throwing that out there. Um, but, <laughs> so yeah, sure. Uh, but no. So, uh, most people who, uh, outside of just like, like most people know me, like outside of just like close friends and family, I'm the fitness guy. Just the guy that like, that talks about sex, donuts, and how to look good naked, like online. So that's, for the most part, how most people know me. But, um, but yeah, so uh, I do... Uh, fitness coaching full-time, uh, mostly in the online space. I still do a little bit of in-person coaching, like in my city, but otherwise the most do is online coaching, making people look good naked all over the world. So, Sure. <laughs> yeah. You have a huge Instagram following. Um, with, I mean, you've got, you know, a, a ton of like almost, I don't know, like 42,000 followers or something crazy like that. 41.9. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Who That other hundred, whatever. Um I have been following you for quite a while, um, and there's a ton of people who do or try to do like what you do, um, but I think that your content is different, um, and it. I think it's because you. It seems like you genuinely care. Um, so, how did you get into this? Um, this whole coaching, um, you know, and how did you? What did you? How did you decide to use? Instagram, Facebook, social media as kind of your main platform? So uh, I've actually been coaching. If you really want to break down coaching for, remember at some capacity, like the first business, if you want to call it that, I, I, I did uh, more like a side hustle kind of thing. Um, I even, I used to yeah. teach drum, drum lessons out of my mom's basement when I was like 16. Like, how nice. Um, yeah. So like even all the way back to like when I was in high school, like I, I love teaching and coaching. Um, gotcha. And for me, there's a vast, massive difference between tr uh, being like a, a trainer and a coach. That's why you won't hear me say I'm a trainer very often. Because uh, I think there is an astronomical difference between a trainer and a coach. And every good coach has to be a trainer. Um, gotcha. I'll, I'll get into that here in a second. But yeah, um, absolutely. I've been I've been very much a teacher and a coach for as long as I can remember even like um, before I got into the training and fitness world like what really fast started my fascination was when I was in high school I started martial arts um, and I started doing that and then I got really good at it and I I kind of went through the ranks and I got some black belts and that kind of and then the owner of the school was like hey do you want to work for me I need an assistant instructor and I said like, and for me being 16 or 17, 18, like, wait, I'm already here like five days a week training. And I, and then now I'm going to get paid to train and like kick shit. So I'm like, it's like a dream come true. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a no brainer. It's like, you know, it's like, if you go to the Mexican joint every day and then they're like, Hey, you want to come get paid to eat Mexican food? You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I started that and that was the foundation in like the beginning stages of my coaching because at like high school I was getting in front of massive classes teaching I was doing one-on-ones but it wasn't necessarily with the you know someone helping somebody get fit it was no this person needs to get their next rank advancement this person needs to get through this board break or learn this uh you know technique or whatever so it was a different focus but it still came down to coaching and communicating and working and solving problems um sure so um so that's where it started, at, like when I was super young. And then, you know, me being a, a dumb kid, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. But I knew there was something about physiology that fascinated me. Like when I found out mm -hmm. 
hips. When you hit somebody, you can hit someone really fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> so, there was the beginning stages of me being fascinated with mechanics and muscles and bones and joints and, you know, like, oh, the elbow doesn't bend that way and it makes people tap. Like, that's pretty fascinating. Right. So right. that's where the fascination began early on. And what art school I went to, um, I actually owe them a lot out like my passion in life and i met my wife so like you want to talk about oh nice one instance changed your the course of your life forever so if i didn't start at that martial arts school i don't know where my life would be like i wouldn't have met my wife and i wouldn't have found my passion necessarily as early in life as i did so um yeah it's crazy but uh but then i went to college and still being a dumb teenager not knowing what the hell i want to do with my life i studied kinesiology because i thought i wanted to be a physical therapist because that sounded the most intriguing out of like i don't know anything right but i still wasn't passionate about it i'm like oh they can make okay money and they deal with like people and physiology and i get to fix stuff because at the end of the day i i just love solving problems like that's why uh, gotcha. I had another coach I was on the phone with, uh, if any other nerd coach nerds out there, I was on the phone with Eric Lydon yesterday. He's kind of like one of the original OGs of the online coaching space. And mm-hmm. we were on the phone yesterday and he was talking to me about like my Instagram and how I create so much content and all this. And he's like, you know, how do I not get, you know, always get content block and all this stuff, even though I made a post today about content block. I was going to say, I just <laughs> saw, I just saw the content block post this morning. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I, of course I want to make content, out of it. <laughs> but, um, but, and I told him, I just, I love solving problems. And that's why I think, you know, getting into what I do for a living and stuff, I just love solving problems. Like whether it's a client in front of me or like, that's how I come up with content. Like people are like, they'll ask, like Eric was like, dude, how do you come up with this content? And I'm like, well, it just depends on the problem, the problems I'm hearing about. Sure. Um, yeah. Like it, it's literally about solving problems. So um, even back when I wanted to be a physical therapist, I was, it was, uh, there were problems that needed solved. And people needed help because that's what it all comes down for me at the end of the day is like, we all got to do what we got to do to put food on the table for our families and provide. But yes, sir. But with that being said, I love the fact that mine is me doing that is reliant on me helping more people. Um, I was even talking to one of my nephews the other day. Uh, My wife and I have these two like young, young nephews. They're like three and five. And one of them is obsessed with cars. And he knows I'm a big Lamborghini fan. Uh, And I showed him the (laughs) Grayson this is the Lamborghini I'm gonna have this is the one I want and uh and he's like I want one of those and and I told him I said you know how you get one of those and he's like how and I said you do two things only you you help a lot of and you work really hard and those were the like that was it the only two things and he's fascinated with my car like I it's just a like a Chevy Cruze it's nothing like crazy but he loves my car because I'm right. Uncle Jared <laughs> but I said you know how I got that car <laughs> I said because I helped a lot of people and I worked really hard because at the end of the day, those two, those two, you know, components working hard and your intent to help people, that's really like, it, it, you can't, you know, so I knew yeah, for the sure. whole time growing up and figuring out what I want to do with my life, I, I wanted to help people. Like, I just, I loved helping people solving problems. And then the hard work kind of took care of itself and it didn't really, wasn't really working hard for me just because I loved it. So kind of fast forward a few years, struggled through college, like the entire, like all through it. Um, it was terrible. Um, I, I've always struggled with learning (laughs) drastically, like hardcore. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Well, I was that, I was an uneducated homeschool boy that, um, never stepped foot in a public setting and took four years to get like a two year degree. And then after I, I like that thing, my, even my degree, like, I don't brag about it. It's like literally a two year degree at a, a community college. And I'm like, college is stupid. This is, this is dumb. I didn't learn anything. And it just right. is a waste of money, in my opinion, in my uh, context. I would much rather pay those thousands to go work with the best trainer on the planet and pick the fuck out of his brain. And that's oh, yeah. and honestly, that's how I study is uh, when I'm when I'm learning my stuff. I literally want go want to go work with the best there is and just uh, do my own training, my own studies, my own uh, books, my own. I go to seminars or whatever that I don't get a piece of paper from. But, you know, that's why credentials and degrees in my opinion are in a lot of cases no more than something pretty to hang on your wall that no one really gives a fuck about so for sure that's kind of how i got into that world because what happened was in the route to be a uh, physical therapist i had to take some personal trainer classes and i'm like oh i like this a lot 
And then mm-hmm. it started as a side hustle. Like, I'm like, hey, I'm in college with a crazy ass schedule and I can make okay money on my own time. Like I can schedule clients around classes. Let's do the personal trainer thing. And I really didn't have any idea it was going to get to where it's at today. And now this is my full-time deal where I like do coaching with people all over the world. And it's the most like rewarding thing on the planet. So, um, so now that's what I've been doing full time. Like, I don't, you know, like have like a side job or anything like that. Like, um, so then actually that's why about six months ago, because, uh, it got to the point I'm like, I don't have a hobby anymore. You want to talk about stuff getting full <laughs> circle because originally, uh, my, my fitness stuff was a hobby and now, and then it turned into this where it's at now. And then six months ago it hit me. I'm like, I don't have a hobby because training people used to be my hobby. Now I'm back at martial arts school training Brazilian jiu-jitsu. <laughs> Dude, that's so, awesome. Like your hobby has become your, you know, your form of income, which um, so there's a, there's a, there's a lot of people say this, but if you're not doing, you know, the things that set you on fire, then, then you're doing the wrong things. Like if you're at work and all you can do is think about, um, you know, whatever it is, if it's going to the gym or um, for me, like I'm constantly thinking about rugby. Mm-hmm. And so it, like, if you're not doing the things that set you on fire, then what are you really doing? So you're, I mean, yeah. you're like the embodiment of that right now. Like you, you were doing, you know, what everyone kind of told you you should be doing, like go to college and do the things and like get a degree and like, it'll be great. And now you're, you're coaching and you're helping people and you're doing exactly what, you know, you want to do. So it doesn't really feel like you're working, even though you probably, like you said, you work hard as fuck. Can you hear me? Uh, Okay, yes, sir, sorry, I cut out for like a few seconds. So I, I can, yeah. No, you're good. It was only for like 10 seconds. Um, you, you work hard as fuck to get the things that you want, and but it doesn't feel so much like work because it's your passion. It's your, it's your, like you said, it's your, you don't feel like you have hobbies anymore Yeah. for a living now. So I think that that's really, really awesome. And like everybody, I think everybody strives mm-hmm. for that. I, You know what I mean? Everybody tries to find that like, their passion but most people go to work you know as a means to an end um you know work becomes life rather than life you know you go to work to pay for the things that you want to do you get to go to work because you love it and that's you know what i mean that's what you want to do so um i think that's really awesome so um you kind of touched on this um but i wanted a, a nice like definitive answer um, what motivated you to get into coaching? And you, you talked a lot about helping people. Um, but can you expand on that a little bit more? Yeah. Like, I mean, I know it sounds kind of cheesy and cliche, but literally that's it. Like, I just love helping people. Like, I don't I mean, I don't even like it's, I just, I'm fascinated and just obsessed with it. I, I love it. Like, I don't know what I would do. Like, it, it, let's say, let's say something happened where someone's like, Hey, I'll kill your family slowly. If you coach another person on the planet, like, I, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what I would do. Like, they, they talk about like, let's say you had like uh, one of the uh, questions I've been asked before, like if you had all the money in the world and you did all the traveling, all the experiences, all the everything and everything in your life was taken care of, what would you do? And I would still want to coach people. I would still want to work with people and help people. Uh, like, that's awesome. You know, but like that's the thing is a lot of people get caught up in the busy business side of stuff because that's part of the game, too, is, you know, that's why like you'll see someone who's amazing at their craft. And their business go down the tubes because they like, you'll see, let's say, uh, I don't know, a lawyer. He's a badass lawyer, but he doesn't know how to run a business worth dick and his business goes south. Yes. So there's, there is like the business books side of everything, but it still comes yep. down to uh, too many people have like, they're so focused on business and automation and this, 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 and their product or service success, you know? Uh, right. Versus like, I can't tell you how many cases where like, if, if, your main thing is your main thing and it's the best on the planet. So much of the other bullshit will take care of itself, you know? For sure. Um, that is actually like a perfect segue into my next question, because as you said, running the business is a super important part of it. Um, your, your product is obviously what you put out there and what everybody sees. Um, but the question I have is what is the most challenging part about running your actual business because there is all of that behind the scenes stuff that nobody sees. Right. Um, that's an interesting question, dude. (laughs) Um, I I would say it's a dichotomy. It's people. People are the best and worst part of business because you have those people who are literally why I do this. 
Like I'm talking about like the person who went from, uh, you know, lost 75 pounds of fat, you know, went from binge eating to not went from dieting, perpetual dieting for 30 years, hated their life. And then in two months, their life has changed. Their mentality's changed and they're in a whole nother state completely enough where it's like rocked their entire world and made everyone around us better. Like that's what gets me. Fired. Yes. But on the other side, people are also the worst part of it too. There's certain people who are just the ones that don't want to put in the work. They don't, they, they have, they, they think this is a quick overnight thing. They want to make excuses. They want to, um, wine bitch sure. complain, yep. blame the trainer or like, you know, it's, it's that kind of thing. Like I, like I, it was me seven months ago. <laughs> like, for example, like, I don't like to, I don't talk about this very much, but I've like fired clients before. Like, and I don't, and I know co- there's coaches that use that as a threat. Like, Oh, eating the calorie deficit or I'll fire you. Like, no, not like that. But like, I've had clients before, like not follow the program, then bitch to all their friends and talk and, tr- and start shit talking about me because I didn't generate results, right. but they did not follow the plan. So like, that's the thing is, so the- it's, there's a, it's a, it's definitely a, a dichotomy where it's like people are the best and the worst part of it, you know, that, um, what you just said, you said firing, I just, you know, you've had to fire clients. Um, uh, yesterday me and my co-host, uh, Jared, my, my other co-host is named Jared. Oh. As well. And then, yeah, exactly. He's like my best friend and his name's Jared as well. So that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my, my two other co-hosts, uh, Jared Bradford and Connor, Um, We were just talking about like firing clients um, because they're both coaches. Um, Connor's a nutrition coach and a CrossFit coach um, and Bones, Jared, I call him Bones. Um, He's a CrossFit coach and he's also um, he's getting into physical therapy. And we were talking about firing clients and because I'm not a coach per se. um, So I thought that was really interesting. Like, how do you tell someone like, you're not getting on board with the program and I don't, you know, we've done this for six months and I don't know that this is working out. Like, how do you tell somebody that? Um, so I, my question is, uh, cause this is what we were talking about. My question is how do you tell someone that they're not a, the right fit while also maintaining your reputation um, as a good coach? Uh, it's hard. Like, like there's no easy way to do that. Like, like there's no like magic little formula to be like, Oh, say this script and whatever, 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 especially considering that's such a contextual thing, you know? Um, sure. Yeah. Honestly, uh, li- li- like, honestly, I just pretty well, I've in the past, I've just said what you literally said, like what, like my last, like, let's say when I've like the last client that I fired, um, I basically found out through the grapevine what was going on. Cause they wouldn't, this, this person wouldn't like start shit talking to me to my face. They would tell all the sure. buddies and then I would find out that. Oh, way. Okay. Um, and it's one of those things where I wasn't, you know, in no, in no case should emotions get stirred in no case should one's temper get lost. Uh, that's the thing you, you, in any of those kind of cases, your state needs to be controlled. You need to stay level-headed. Like that's why I never understood in no situation should two adults raise, raise voices and no, yes. in no case for that whatsoever. So, um, even if one person's getting out of, out of control, like I've had people like, like in, in whatever conflicts before, even not in the business world, like someone get all upset and been out of shape. And I'm like, okay, well, until you can talk like a grown, grown ass adult, we're not going to have this conversation. And I walk away. Like, um, yeah, there's no reason and nothing well is going to come out of that. So uh, the last one I did was an email actually. And I basically um, briefly professionally stated, Hey, um, you know, I can't remember how I said it. it was like the, the program isn't being followed as it should be. And I only work with people who are coachable. So I don't think we're a good fit. So don't worry about paying next month. Take care. Like something like to that extent. Um, mm. And also that's in written format too. So if from a reputation standpoint, if something, you know, un- unfortunately people do some pretty shitty things and start rumors. So like in case that needs sure. to be come out as proof of something, um, Cause then like that same person told me this was an in-person uh, client when it was, it wasn't necessarily an online one. Um, and this, someone was telling me like through the grapevine again, they're like, Oh, well he's saying he fired you cause you're a piece of shit. And, da, 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 da. and I'm like, Oh, you want to see the email? <laughs> I have proof yeah. right here. <laughs> and, 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 and that, you know, it's just one of those things, but it's, it's never easy. You're never fun, you know? Um, okay. But it, it's one of those things that I think it should be backed by, you know, reasons why, um, and staying level-headed more than anything. 
So the, the, the thing is too, it seems like there's some, there would be maybe some gray area, like how, I don't want to dwell on this subject for too long, but my curiosity is there right now. How long do you work with somebody before it's kind of like, well, maybe they're not the right fit for my program? Oh, that is such an interesting question. man. Um, well, here's <laughs> the thing. There's times I, I, I've had people like that I've worked with who struggle for months and months and months and months just because they're not following the program. Uh, and then one day it clicks. Right. You know, so a lot of it depends on what's going on. Cause like, you know, there's times where like, let's say for example, a very stereotypical one, someone coaches with me, they do the workouts, they just ignore their food. And we all know results are not going to ca- happen yep. to the capacity that people want them when you ignore what goes in your fucking mouth. So, Absolutely. So I, I can't tell you how many clients I've had who basically, um, you know, just do the workouts, but they ignore food. So like, yeah, they're not following the program to a T, but there's still a positive benefit out of that. So, you know, um, usually when it becomes an issue where like in such not a good fit where I like would have to say something, it would be in such a negative connotation. Something's happening like with the previous example or um, like I've had clients like butt heads with me like, hey, I need you to start uh, tracking your calories. And they're like, oh, I don't believe calories matter. I'm like, OK, well, how's that working for you? <laughs> OK, well, let's actually how about we be open minded enough to try this? Like I've had those. Right. A lot of times with what can change in my experience is let's say somebody's becoming not a good fit. Um, you can have a couple really good conversations and things start to change like that. Like what I just told you, someone I'll be like, Hey, how many calories are you eating? And they're like, Oh, I don't eat carbs. So I don't, so calories don't matter. And a lot of times I'll ask because one of the best things to do in my experience when it comes to leading is don't just give an answer, ask. And a lot of times they'll find the answer themselves. So like someone will say, like in that context, they're like, hey, uh, I'll, I'll ask, how many calories are you eating? And they're like, oh, I don't know, but I can't lose weight. I'm like, okay, that's probably the issue because you're probably eating more than you think you are. Oh, I doubt it um, because sure. I don't eat carbs. I'm like, okay, but are you still overweight? Yeah. Okay. How's that going for you? And, and where they're right. like, oh, I get it. Like, you know, you're, you have a point. That, like where you're like talking them through it and making them find their own answers. Or um, I'll even like in those cases straight up ask, like, okay, then what do you think? Well, I'm not eating carbs, so I don't know why I'm not losing weight. Okay, so then obviously it's not the carb issue. What else could it be? Where where right. you're almost leading them to an exam an answer instead of just giving it to them, where that way they make their brain work and it makes logical sense to them. So a lot of times that's number one, a way that can kind of course correct, where someone may not have been a good fit in that case, but now they're starting to get it. Or I've had before in the past, just because after working with hundreds or thousands of people or whatever, um, I right. straight up asked, and there's some people that are just stubborn like this and that are like, like just disagreeing with me. And I'll ask, I said, let me ask you something. Why are we working together? Like, and you yeah, let them like, like, I'm like, Hey, you. like, in, let's say that, that scenario, like, Hey, they're not losing weight and they're complaining that they're not losing weight. And I'm like, okay, how many calories are you eating? And they're like, I don't know. I just don't eat carbs. And they're, I'm like, okay, well, that's probably the issue because it's a calorie deficit thing. And they're like, Oh no, I don't right. believe in calories. I'm like, Okay. And then we do this back and forth and I'm like, okay, <laughs> let me ask you something. Why are you paying me? Why are we, why are we, if, if you don't necessarily believe what I'm saying, then why are we working together? And I'll straight up ask it. Cause right. That's a the, the great more, question. Here's the thing. The more transparent you can be with somebody, the better, like you don't have to be a fucking dickhead, but there is something to be said about straight to the point and, um, and, and being authentic, you know, like, like mm-hmm. I was talking yep. to a client the other day and this was a very case sensitive issue. I had a client, one of my online guys who was, who's been really struggling with his nutrition. And I know, I'm sorry, his nutrition has been good. It's been the other way around. He wasn't getting the workouts in, but I thought he, he was about ready to quit on me. Like he was literally about to throw in the towel and, uh, and cause he's just like, man, this is not working. I just, I'm, I can't get the workouts in and all this stuff. And I said, well, first of all, how about we change your verbiage instead of like, I can't find time to, I, I don't have time to work out. Let's say I don't make it a priority enough. So let's change your words a little bit. Now there's sure. ownership. But then I asked him, and this is where sometimes like as a coach, you're not going to be liked. And this is where being a really good coach comes in. And I told my, my client this, I said, dude, listen, I'm going to be hard on you for a second. Not because I'm trying to be a dickhead, but because I know you are capable of more and I know there's better in you and I see it. And if yeah. I didn't see it, I would not be having this conversation. And we ended up talking about, I said, how many hours of video games do you play a day? And he went, 
oh shit yeah dude oh yeah that's awesome like 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 legitimately he was playing this guy was playing uh (laughs) and he like and that's thing i don't have anything wrong with video games but don't play nine hours a week of call of duty and then tell me you don't have time for a 20 minute workout three times a week right and exactly that's so true and he's like dude and and i'm telling and it's one of those things where life changes in a moment like you're just like that's why a decision change one actual legitimate decision will will course correct you for the rest of your life from that phone call forward my dude has made a complete 180 complete 180 and now he's literally killing it and just going ape shit with his fitness stuff and still playing video games but but right. like, but it, it was a reality check, and that's one of the one of the things that a good coach, it like a good coach, is like a good friend. They'll tell you stuff you don't want to hear because it's not just what you're paying for, but it's just part of being a good coach, you know. Yeah, so I that's that's super interesting that you mentioned that that whole story because um, this it's it's so it sounds so similar to me. Um, so I'll be this, I'm going to do this real quick. I told Connor that my next episode was going to have, uh, an interesting little bit for her, uh, because she was my nutrition coach for like three months prior to me Mm -hmm. hooking up with you. Um, so Connor's awesome. She's super smart. She's like just super innovative with techniques and the way that she coaches, but, I was in such a bad place. Um, I was in a really, really toxic relationship and I made all the, like you just, you were just saying like all the excuses and the blaming and the like, uh, calories don't count. Cause I'm on, I'm not eating carbs mm-hmm. type thing. Like I like literally almost verbatim <laughs> and, um, I was doing stuff with her for, like I said, about three months and I just didn't, I couldn't fucking get it. And I got so pissed and I was like, this isn't working. And I, I don't know what to do. Like I, I had literally just given up. Um, and so I, I made the decision to like, uh, end my coaching with her. Um, and I had no direction for another like two or three months. And then I started, I found some of your stuff and I watched a video that was like, uh, it was the ascent. The point of it was basically what the fuck are you doing? Stop being lazy, whatever. <laughs> and like, I, I think what I needed was that kick yeah. in the ass that, that you were just talking about. Like that works with so many people because we're so used to being like coddled and, you know, like, it's okay. And I'm sorry. And what, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, it's not people saying like, it's not your fault. That's 2019, you know what I mean? bro. <laughs> um, Dude, seriously, like, we can't hurt any feelings. We have to have a safe space. Like, we can't hurt any feelings. And I needed, like, a kick in the ass. And, um, like, getting involved with you was – and, like, we never really had that big, huge, like, come-to-Jesus conversation. But I saw enough shit where it was like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I feel so bad. So what I wanted to say was – uh, this is a shout out to Connor. Uh, you were so right about all this shit, and I'm sorry because <laughs> Jared just literally made me realize that you like, you did all the right things, and it was my lazy ass fault. So um, takes a big anyway, to say I, that, by the way. No, I yeah, and that sucks because I had co- I had worked out with Connor a lot at the CrossFit gym where I where we went in Michigan. And she, like, we had always been friends and whatever. So it was really hard for me to be like, this isn't fucking working. And I don't know yeah. why. Um, but anyway, yeah, I just wanted to, like, I totally relate to that story because that's exactly what we need mm-hmm. more of. Um, and so that was a big thing in my transformation and us starting this, the Weekly Warrior podcast, which, um, again, I have you to thank for, you know, motivating me to do this because so I, I had no interest. I had no interest or desire to like do my own thing um, because I just didn't feel like I had anything worthwhile to say. Um, So you and my other Jared were like, no, do it. (laughs) Let's do it. Um, So what I want to exactly Jared squared. That's right. Um, So my question uh, that I have for you, um, because as you know, this is the weekly warrior podcast. Um, we talked a little, we've talked about this before, kind of that warrior mindset. 
Um, I want to ask you just kind of a very general, what does being a warrior mean to you? That's a good question, dude. That's like, you want to get, you want to know, you want to learn something about somebody. That's, that's the question. To ask right there. <laughs> there you go. Um, you know, like you can get into all sorts of facets and all sorts of um, details, but I think one of the biggest and best things, and whenever you sent me that the other day, um, this was the first thing that came to my mind. Cause actually whenever people interview me, I like, don't like to look at a, a list of questions. Cause I don't want to have, I don't want to be, able, I don't want to have anything planned. I want everything like in real time, like raw, yep. um, spontaneous so as soon as i read that the first thing that came to my mind was basically executing regardless of emotion yes as in like and you could take that in whatever context um let's say absolutely that's awesome let's say it's fitness and you really don't want to go to the gym but going anyway or you really don't feel like eating according to your plan but eating anyway or let's talk about a warrior on a battlefield you know those motherfuckers on the front lines are not. I'm sure they're scared shitless, and I'm sure they do not want to be there. But guess what? Emotion doesn't matter right now, and they have to show yep. up and fucking execute. And I think it doesn't matter what they want; they have to do it anyway. Yeah, and I think that is. I mean, ultimately, like, like that's why people are talking about like, oh, don't be scared. Like, oh no, it's okay. Like, I think being scared is one of the best emotions, but you can't let that paralyze you. You can't let that, mm-hmm. um, you know, stop you from executing and moving forward. You know, it's okay to be scared. I mean, shoot, being scared is what keeps, uh, you know, like I know buddies that are uh, airborne military guys, and they're, the fear of, uh, yep. I don't know, going splat makes them triple check their gear. But yep. but they still go take a good old flippity flip out of an airplane, you know, so. <laughs> fear keeps you alive. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, that's the thing. All, every, if you think about it, every emotion has a time in its place, you know. Yes. You your highest highs wouldn't be that great you know but i think Dude, being a warrior absolutely. and having that mentality is is doing what you have to do and executing it regardless of emotions oh, that is perfect that's awesome i love it <laughs> um so the next part of the warrior thing um you have a thing called the tribe um can you tell can you tell mm-hmm. me a little bit about what the tribe is and for anybody who's listening, kind of what that is, um, because being a warrior, I mean, warriors had tribes um, and they yeah. were, a, I mean, that was their life. That was their society. Um, but in modern times, we have a little bit of a different uh, view of it because most of society is really disconnected. It's very fake. It's very um, it's very superficial. Um, and so your tribe, what is that? And what is its purpose? So when I founded the tribe, um, when I started it, I wanted basically there's so much power to your circle. But here's the thing. I don't just talk about I'm not just meaning the people you see at the gym and say hey to and and, you know, you don't really care what happens the other days of the week. I'm talking about like a a family or arguably closer than a family. Like when you think of like a tribe of, of warriors, how close knit that is, you mess with one tribe member yep. everybody's coming after you like i'm talking about the the most amazing support system ever because so much of your success is who your tribe is and too many people have toxic tribe members and like you know that could be mom who doesn't believe in your goals or an uncle who gave up on his goals or the your the, your workout buddy who doesn't really care about his stuff so then you don't want to care about your stuff you become like your tribe you become like those you associate with so just in and of itself you start associating and having higher quality people in your tribe, your most close, close knit mm-hmm. circle of influence that, that right there will put you at so much of an advantage or disadvantage debate, on who that is. And especially in my field, in the fitness coaching space, having a tribe of like-minded supportive common goal oriented people is pivotal. I don't, I'm not, I'm not even meaning just like a little, like important. I'm talking about a make or break thing. Um, you know, because there's going to be days you're going to want to in the fitness space, like you're, there'll be days you're going to want to lay in bed, double fisted <laughs> Doritos and Oreos, walk into walking dead. But, but, but then all of a sudden you pop on Facebook or in our group, like, so the tribe, um, all the, all, all of the tribe members for those of listening are everyone's in a private Facebook group of only myself and active tribe members. If somebody bails, I kick them out of the group. 
Um, so there's no, only people who are invested and only people who are actually doing the day to day are in that group. So like, I think I've pissed <laughs> a lot of people off because as soon as they like, they're like, they're like, Hey, they quit. We cancel. Um, I'll throw them out of the tribe. I get them out because that's now, yes. uh, I would argue that's now toxic because you know, um, they're you know, no longer because contributing of the to, so, um, the group. If they have nothing to offer, then they have no place to be there. Exactly. You know, and that's the thing is, is it's your, your tribe of influence. And this goes way beyond fitness, but this is why I founded it in the fitness world is, um, is it's just so important because I originally came out with the tribe because I wanted just a, in all honesty, it's kind of superficial. I wanted a lower cost um, option for people to get my help because um, there's only so far I can go with one-on-one coaching. When someone like wants to tie arms with me and say, you know, Jared, I want to work with you. That right there is not scalable. That's why, you know, just a service like that, just in general, monetarily costs more. And I literally can only help so many people. If a thousand people signed up with that today, I could not help that many people, you know, but I wanted to not. uh, So when I started, I wanted a super, it was very superficial. I wanted a lower cost option. I could help more people. So it's still, I want to help people. So that's why the tribe is super affordable, like, like retarded. It's amazing. (laughs) Um, And yeah, but I'm, but, but then th- things, other stuff that, uh, outside the Facebook group, cause I have people do that, that don't care about the workouts and just want the group because of how awesome it is. But then I have people who don't care about sure. the group and just want the workouts because so for those that, that are listening, so I coach the group as a whole. So like, it, I guess I'm the tribe leader. If you want to say it like that, that you're the chief way up on a pedestal though. Um, there you go. <laughs> um, so but with that being said, so every week I post that week's of tr- worth of tribe workouts. Um, that way, when everyone goes to the gym, they have a plan. They have everything needed to get there. Um, I help everyone on a more individual level with nutrition, where like if people will actually met, want to dial in their nutrition, I'll actually look at their calories and their macros, and I'll look at all that on my own and then give them feedback on what to change. But then, like I said, what I think is more important than any of that stuff is the group as, as, as itself. That's why I like to get in there and I comment and I'll make videos and content about whatever that month's theme is. Like right now we're talking about um, nutrition guidelines to where you can lose fat without your life sucking. Um, I can't remember what next month's theme is off the top of my head, but like February, we talked about your fat loss psychology to get your brain on board with losing weight, all all that stuff. So um, there's the content side of it, which I love because a lot of the stuff you can only go so deep with. Um, and there needs to be substance, you know, it's just not a fucking paid Facebook group of people, you know, the blind leads the blind you need. And, and honestly, dude, that's what a lot of people do is you see these, these Facebook groups that are open to anybody that anybody can hop in. And it's literally people either bullshit and talking about cars, make you fat or someone trying to sell a weight loss wrap in a multi-level yep. marketing company or, um, or they're just bitching. That's why, that's why, um, do you remember the, when you started, uh, Corey, do you remember the pin? Um, I'll be honest with you. I was not, I didn't even look at the pin post. Uh, and I didn't even, I don't think I even posted in the group for the first like couple months I was in it. Cause I like, yeah, it, I was so like, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know how to use, I don't know how to use this tool. Yeah. Like I use the workouts, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, you would send the mm-hmm. workouts. I would use those, but I didn't know how to use the group. So I actually have never read that pin post. <laughs> Well, so what happens is for those listening, it, well, and now I fixed it because I've been rocking the tribe for, I don't know, like a couple of years now, like a year and a half. Um, so I fixed a lot in terms of that communication, how like Corey, like getting in there, you didn't know like how to use the group. That's my fault. I should have clarified that. So now I like have um, when as soon as somebody joins, I've got like five or six emails that I have like already laid out. And I've gone through to make sure every aspect is covered as in like, Hey, what to do now? Here's how, here's what to expect. Here's how to use it. Here's how. So that way that's a lot more clarified now. And it's clear cut that way. There's no like, right. What the fuck did I get myself into? Um, but um, with that being said, um, no, one the reason I mentioned the pin post and how important like your tribe is, is I have, I literally have it listed in there. Like what you're not allowed to do. You're not allowed to sell shit. You're not allowed to, um, bitch whine and complain. Cause like I said, most groups are just a bitch fest to why people are fat. So like, that's the thing is there's zero negativity tolerated, um, in the group. And thing, and then, and I, I straight up say like, I will remove the cancer if cancer yes. becomes present. <laughs> like, yes, absolutely. It's that important. Like a lot of people are like, damn Jared, like, no, that's it's a not. Extreme. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, you're just not, you have, you don't, you don't have a high enough standard of excellence. Dude, yes, if you think exactly. That's 
mediocrity will not be rewarded here. No, like, like that's, that's the thing is I'm all about celebrating small victories. Like the fact that like someone who struggled with binge eating turned away, uh, only ate, let's say one donut instead of 17, like I'll fucking praise the fuck out of you for that. But, um, but it's one of those things where like, that's why, that's also why I named the tribe, the tribe. Cause I was coming, I was trying to come up with a cool name like, Oh, Jared's inner blah, blah, blah. Or Jared's this. I'm like, no, no, it's not about me. It's not about that. That's why I don't even like calling it the HT tribe anymore. Cause it used to be HT tribe for Hamilton train tribe. I'm getting, I'm getting ready to lose the HT. Like I want it to just be the tribe because now I even have a bigger goal with the tribe. Cause I originally came out with it because I wanted, like I said, just a simple lower cost version to help people because, because a lot of trainers suck and I can't help every person on the planet. So I wanted to come out with an option where I could help every person on the planet. Well, now I, the, the success stories that I've seen in there, dude, like, I don't know, like, I know there's, I, I try to get everyone to post their successes in there, but some people are still kind of shy and they'll mm-hmm. like shoot me private messages. But like, I've seen people literally, literally like all at once lose like 30 pounds of fat, go from binge eating to not go from perpetual dieting to not gone from horrendous relationships yes. with foods to amazing relationships with food and not need me anymore. Yep. And that's what we're talking a- about. Absolutely, man. No, um, I, yeah. <laughs> You're so, you're so right. Like, or just the, like that level of stuff. That's like, man, it's like the days that I don't think I'm making much of a difference. Cause we all get the, that voice in our head. There's days I'm like, man, am I really doing that much? And then I'll get a message like that. And I'm like, holy fuck, Jared, just keep doing your thing. Like, um, but now because of all that, my goal, like legitimately there's a, so there's actually a, um, I can't like technically talk <laughs> top secret plans, details, but there's a, well, kind of. So basically there is a, uh, a, a, a entrepreneurship group I'm in that has shown me the potential the tribe can have. Well, I, I can, I can't get too much in detail, but it's like very similar to how I have the tribe set up, but in the entrepreneurship world. Um, and it is one of the most crazy things I've ever seen. And it is changing the scope of entrepreneurship. And that has opened my eyes to what I could do with the tribe in terms of making the biggest fucking dent in the Hell weight yeah. loss and fitness industry. Cause right now, the weight loss and fitness industry is awesome, but there's an overwhelmingly amount of bullshit, wraps, <laughs> creams, powders, pills, um, bad relationships with food, wrong information, and people suffering. So that's why I have now a bigger vision of the tribe where I, my goal is to make this thing. I'm talking about like kick the weight loss and fitness industry in its dick and have a whole nother wave and revolution in that. So now you're about, that's the goal you're about to, to be a warrior about just, it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, so that is yeah. awesome. <laughs> and I can't wait to see what you plan to do. Cause I will, I will, I'll be the first one to like sing the praises of the tribe because I've now lost <laughs> 35 pounds and like life is, life is, completely different for me now um but i won't get into too much of talking about me because this that's not what this is about (laughs) Um, (laughs) so uh, the the last big thing that i wanted to talk to you about um it's a super important thing for you um is gratitude and i wanted to the first question that i want to ask um because this episode was supposed to be centered around gratitude um which it is like, I'm so grateful that you're our first guest on this podcast and I'm so grateful that you're here and for everything that you've done for me and all the other people that you've helped. Now I want to ask you why great uh, gratitude is so important um, to you. So there is so many, well, first of all, thank you for all that, man. Like, I, I really appreciate that and, and everything you do. Like I, 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 I legit, I know, right. <laughs> like I would, like I would totally go get a beer with you, and I don't <laughs> oh, like beer. Damn, like, that's a big compliment. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> uh, my my alcohol. I'll get to gratitude here in a second, but like, no, I I, I legitimately like can't drink beer. I just think it's gross. I'm hey, more of a bourbon I love bourbon person, too. But, I got you. Um, well, <laughs> um, but no, so gratitude. Um, th- this is one of the biggest things I'm about. I start my day with it every morning, um, and end every day with it. So, um, in my journaling time. I have a gratitude journal where and it doesn't take long. I literally write out 10 things I'm grateful for. And some of it is really big and philosophical, like, oh, my awareness of this, 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 and this, and this, like kind of getting all 
creepy. But then sometimes I'm like, man, if my thumbs didn't work, my life would suck. <laughs> so, and a, and a lot of it is like, damn, not everybody has thumbs. Imagine how, imagine driving or, you know, high-fiving somebody or holding a water bottle without thumbs. It, it wouldn't be possible. Like, <laughs> like, like a lot of times, yeah, like, dude, I will get overwhelmed with gratitude out of nowhere. Like, I'll be like, man, I, I got a fucking house with heat in it. Like, dude, wintertime mm-hmm. around here, it gets the worst because I'll be laying in bed, going to bed, and I'm like, and I know it's like four degrees outside, and I'll be like, damn, I've got a house with a lock on the door with heat and a couple dogs and my wife in here. Like, who am I to bitch? Like, there are people who are literally under a bridge somewhere, yep. freezing themselves to death and wondering where their next meal's coming from. Like, like it's a big perspective thing because there's there's a lot of I don't actually talk, I need to talk about this more. There's so many facets to gratitude because you want to talk about emotions. Being grateful is an emotion, and here's the thing: you cannot be in two states, yes. opposing states at the same time. Like a car cannot go forward and backwards. You can't be in the North Pole and the South Pole. You can't be on the inside and the outside of a room. You have to be in one state. Well, if your life is is it, I'm sorry, if everything in your life is operated out of a state of gratitude, it's hard for there to be a lot of negative. You know, um, you can't be, like I said, in two states at the same time. So you can't be angry and grateful, sad and grateful, depressed and grateful. So if, if your go-to every time a negative emotion comes around, like I'm not saying just like ignore like depression or anxiety, but if everything you do, if your response is gratefulness, be grateful, gratitude, um, your life gets a lot better. Now there's a whole nother facet to this. Cause I believe I, a lot of people disagree with me on this. I'm a big believer in like the laws of the universe, like law of attraction, law of vibration, how you attract things into your life um, based off the state you're in hundred percent believe in that and have had my own experiences with that. So being grateful, puts you in a better state to attract better opportunities. And then just from a science, well, and that's, there's, there's science on, on that side too, but I talk about your RAS. Remember me talking um, about that a lot, Corey? Yes, actually. You're, you're, so for those, so kind of recap for people that aren't familiar with what I'm talking about, you have an organ uh, pretty close to your brainstem called your RAS or your reticular activating system. So what its sole responsibility to do is filter information that's important to you. So it's, it's, it's what's responsible for if you get a new Honda Civic, you're going to see, or if you see white Honda Civics and it's a brand new car to you, and now you see white Honda Civics everywhere, it's because now they're in your awareness. It's the same thing that is responsible for um, – you know, if you're at like, let's say a football game and people are yelling, screaming, but someone yells, you know, Jared Hamilton, I'll whip my head around. I didn't hear the other thousands of names that were yelled, but I heard mine because my name is important to me. So what happens is if people who are negative and do not operate out of a state of gratitude, all they see is the bad. Like we all know those people where it's like when it rains, it pours everything in their life. But then we also know those people who like always get lucky where it's not a lucky thing. We have all of these equal opportunities around us for abundance, for success, for your goals. But a lot of it is if your RAS is programmed and you're a negative person, you're never going to, it's literally going to shut off the good things that could happen. You literally could have a winning lottery ticket on the ground in front of you, but because you're (laughs) a whiny bitch and are negative, you, your brain will say, Oh, that's not important and shut it off. Versus like, if you operate out of a state of gratitude, where you're in a positive state where you are grateful for every little thing you have. Like, and I'm not saying just saying that I'm talking about truly in your gut and in your heart. Grateful. The fact that you have fucking thumbs right now, like um, now you're going to see more opportunities and more good things because like attracts like, you know? So there's like that side of it that I don't talk about very much, but even like, let's say for people listening to this, I like, don't, or you have kids. I can't remember. I don't think you Okay. I didn't think you did, but for people that are listening that have kids, think of it. If it was your kid, this is one of the best examples of gratitude I've ever heard. And yep. Corey, imagine it like, if you have a kid, if all of a sudden you have your kid, they have everything they could need. They have toys, they have friends, they have games, they have their own rooms, but they just don't give a shit about any of it. And they're just like, mom, I want a new bike. Dad, I want a new skateboard. Mm-hmm. I want a new video game. But if they're not the least bit grateful for anything they have, are you going to no. be inclined to buy them something else? But then all of a sudden, if let's say you have that perfect kid who's like, mom, thank you so much for the hand soap in the bathroom. Like, I'm so glad I can clean my hands in the bathroom or like, I don't know, like they have like a couple of toys in their bedroom and they are like, mom, dad, I'm so grateful for my skateboard. Thank you so much for my skateboard. I'm like, I'm finally learning new tricks. I can't believe I have this nice of a skateboard. Thank you. 
you're almost going to feel inclined <laughs> right. to go buy them. Like, if they can appreciate the, like, the two-by-four on wheels, then what are they going to do with And when I actually get them a nice one? That's what I'm saying. And because that's the thing is, you know, and I know everybody's belief systems are different, but like, especially if you believe in you that you have a creator and like, that's I'm like, I believe I have a creator. I'm a Christian, all that stuff. But like, that's not getting religious about any of this. But think of it in this terms, in terms of receiving blessings Mm -hmm. from whatever you believe in. If you are not grateful for what you have, what on earth makes you think you'll get more? You know, let's say let's say your goal is to be a millionaire, but you're (laughs) bitching about money every two seconds. Like, like, do you really think you're going to get blessed with more yep. business? Probably not, you know, or like, um, you know, or like, like, let's say my business, if I'm not grateful for my, for my clients, like what makes me think people are going to want to sign up for new clients are going to want to sign up with me. That's why, like, I try to express to everybody and I've mentioned it in the tribe, um, not as much as I should, to be honest, <laughs> Corey, um, about how like thankful I am to, to be working with everybody. Like the fact that like, I'll get overwhelmed with gratitude, like what I call being overwhelmed with gratitude, where it just hits me at a wave. I'm like, man, I am literally living my passion and making a good living, helping people all over the world, doing what I love. And I'm just like, I know so many people working at factories that hate their life. I know people who work at great jobs, like great corporations, but they hate their lives. Fuck, dude, the fact that you and I are on two smartphones on opposite sides of the world, recording a podcast that you can click publish and thousands of people see yeah that's pretty fucking dope so like that's the thing is and some people will listen to this and be like all right you're just being cheesy like it's not it is a a huge deal deal. but it is a big deal when your life gets flipped over to operating out of an entire state of being just truly grateful and i didn't always used to be like this you know it, it wasn't always like this that's why like um it's just such a big deal on every level. That's why I'm, I'm in the habit of every morning and every night starting in my day with gratitude and my goals because it mm-hmm. instantly frames my mind right because our actions just come out of the state in which of we're operating out of our mind. So you got to fix that first. And there's times if I'm having a rough day because we all have rough days, I'll flip open a random piece of paper and do another gratitude list just to right. get my frame of mind better because I may not be in a good state. And I'm like, no, wait, I need a backup. I need to press pause. What because, am I grateful for in this second? Because that's the thing. In the grand scheme of things, too, is what, what Corey, what's a bad day look like for you? Like, what's uh, your bad day? A bad day like? for me now or a bad day for me, you know, six months ago? The, like the other day in the tribe you posted about, you were talking about. Uh, uh, so that's really interesting. I, yeah. Uh, so a bad day for me uh, a couple days ago was um, I went to the gym. And the gym was really awesome, but then I had to go get a new car battery and then something else went haywire in my vehicle and like, um, just like, uh, something went, something broke in my house. Like all these financial issues all of a sudden just hit me within the, like within like two hours of something really good happening. Mm -hmm. Um, but it wasn't a big deal because like, okay, I got it taken care of everything is okay. And I moved on with my day. Whereas before that would have sent me like spiraling, like, uh, I'm so pissed. Like, why is this happening to me? Like, you know, woe is me. Everybody feel bad for me. Instead. It was Mm -hmm. like, okay, it's what it is and it's done. And like, I can control it. And I took care of it. Well, and here's the other thing too, is one of the statements I like to, to say is there are people who would give everything they have people who would literally cut off their left nut to have your work. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, 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 like even like breaking down what your bad day looked like. Okay. And and this is what I'll tell people because I don't tolerate bitching. Um, and when people call it venting, I just get mad. Um, (laughs) They try to put a venting is just a positive spin on bitching. I get therapeutic reasons with like a counselor, but, or a special person, but just bitching to every person, you know, is not venting. That's being a whiny bitch. But, um, but, but that's the thing is even what you just said on your worst day, you said your car battery died, but the fact yes. that you have a car and all it needed was a new battery yep. is pretty awesome. The fact that like uh, a bunch of these financial crises hit, but you got a job like, right. and had money to pay for it. Like, like, you know, obviously you're paying your phone bill. <laughs> otherwise you wouldn't be able to be doing this, you know, like that's the thing is it's a big perspective shift. Like 
let's say your house is dirty. Oh my gosh, the kids messed the whole house up. You know how many people would give to have, a, to have house? a dirty house because yeah. under a bridge? Yeah, that's what I'm saying is there's people, and I try to remember this when I have bad days. On my worst day, there's people who would literally crawl through glass on their hands and knees to yes. have my worst day. You know, there's people who don't know where their next meal's coming from. And I bet right now, like most bitchers have a And then they say, food. there's nothing to eat in this house. Yeah. Versus, you know what's crazy? You know how many homeless people I've seen um, literally like get like someone, let's say, gives them a sandwich and they'll tear half of it in half and or tear it in half and yep. go give it to another homeless person. And yep. they don't know where their next meal is coming from. Like, and, I, and I've seen in that case is overwhelming amounts of grat- gratitude yes. to someone who has way less. So who am I? Like, literally, what kind of piece of shit am I if I'm like, oh, my gosh, my T-shirt rips or oh, my gosh, I spilled coffee on myself. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I stubbed my toe. At least I have a fucking toe. I know people without toes. Dude, like, it's that's so true. <laughs> you know. And people don't think about that. Like there's not enough of a conversation about what we actually have. Um and I mean, we're all victims of this. Um because even if you're the most mindful person in the world, you're still going to have moments where you get incredibly frustrated. Like sure. I'll get incredibly frustrated because something happens at work and it really pisses me off and I get really upset and then i 10 minutes later i'm like why was like why was i so upset about this because i get to go to work i get to make a living like i yeah you know what i mean and like that complete and then i'm like okay like i'm fine that was so stupid but you know what I mean? and it still happens from time to time with random things like oh my dog got in the trash like at least i have a dog <laughs> you know what I mean? like she's a good dog True. most of the time she did like i love her to death but she just sometimes gets in the trash you know um well there's even stuff like that there's people who have come home to a dead dog like not getting too no morbid, yeah but like i would much my, my my shepherd right now my shepherd's terrible with getting in the, i don't know where she's like cluttering the trash all over the kitchen but and i would get frustrated but like it's one of those things where i would much rather i'm grateful to come home to spilled trash in a in an alive nika than to come home yeah. and nika be yep. dead on the floor like you know, no, for sure. No, that, that's, I, it, but it's okay to be extreme about that because people that, that happens to people all the time. Um, people deal with extremes every day. And the fact that most of us don't is, the, you know, exactly what we're talking about. You need to be grateful for that. Um, well, actually, I'm going to interrupt yep. you really quick while you said that. Um, I have and this is one that gets me gets me actually a little bit agitated when I hear people bitching about it. Um, and I know I don't have kids. Uh, I, I have, like I said, it's Shelby and I don't have any kids right yet. Like right now, at least. Uh, but, um, but it's one of those things where like, I'll see people bitching about something like I, I it, dude, I, it drives me crazy. I'll see people bitching and complaining about something that um, anyone would die to have. But, um, but then I give an extreme example. Cause uh, if you, you know, uh, if most people who know me, like I talk about like death, Hitler, and like, uh, and you know, like child molesters on like an extreme when I'm comparing right. things, it's ridiculous. But and it pisses a lot of people off. They're like, "Wow, that was extreme." But I'm like, "But if, but it's if what we're doing is abiding by principles, extremes are right. not. It, it's the same." Um, but one thing I'll, I've mentioned to people is I had like I would see the same lady at the gym every day that I know, and she would just bitch about her kids, and she's like, "Man, terrible day today." And I don't like, I normally just walk away from people who just want to bitch. But one day she was literally bitching about her kids weren't wanting to get on the bus. Her kids are younger and they're just like not wanting to get on a bed and not wanting to get on the bus. And she's literally just bitching, bitching, bitching about her kids. I said, well, they could be <laughs> fucking dead. And she looked at me like, and this wasn't a stranger. Like this was someone I knew, but I, yeah. just, I'm, I can't tolerate that. And she, especially when she was, when they bitched to me about it, if someone's just in general, I'll walk away. But if they're trying to use me as their sounding board, um, and I equate, equate that to someone coming into my living room and dumping their garbage trash can, like, and then walking out. Dude, I that's love how that. I view bitching to somebody. I love that. Um, and literally, she was bitching to me and bitching, bitching, bitching. I said, at least your kids are fucking alive. I said, I know people who would literally give, who, whose kids are dead, who would give anything to have them screaming on a yep. bus and not wanting to get on a bed. Maybe you should check your priorities or check where your focus is at. And I got like, I got frustrated. And, and it came across just like that. And like, I don't know. I but you're so. Out. But you're right, though. You're <laughs> right. That's exa- and like I, I think that that what you said to her is is exactly what needed to be said because, um, mm-hmm. people are too sensitive these days, and that's like, you know, the 
people would say, well, that was, you know, that was really mean. No, but it's not like if you can't handle if you can't handle that, then maybe you should keep maybe you shouldn't bitch. Maybe you should keep that to yourself because you're exactly right. I like I can't even agree with you anymore on that about that because I say (laughs) I say stuff like that to people, too, sometimes. And I get the weirdest looks. I'm like, sorry. Like and they're like, you're you know, you're kind of brash. I'm like, no, I'm a warrior. Like, you know what I mean? Like, seriously, like, I, like <laughs> yeah. I don't have time for your, you know, your woe is me complaining about whatever. So mm-hmm. um, I want to real quick. There's a couple, two more things I want to uh, ask you and then we're going to we're going to wrap it up. But we talked about a lot. Okay. We're talking a lot about gratitude and why it's important. Um, the, the next piece is for me, how do you express gratitude? And it can, and however you want to, if it's a daily basis, if it's a um, hourly bit, you know, however you want to talk about it, how do you express gratitude? Um, that's a good question, actually. That's like, a, I've never been asked that. That's an amazing question. So there's a couple things I do. Number one, um, I have a gratitude journal. Like I said, I start and end my day with it. Or from a very um, offensive standpoint, if I'm having a bad day and like, clients are being stupid or you know dogs are being stupid or just you know like a day where just everything goes wrong i may bust it out in the middle of the day you know just as a very tactical uh, viewpoint or side of things is almost like just being off offensive with it. it's like oh wow today sucks you know what it doesn't suck i'm gonna get the gratitude list and i start counting my blessings yep. so to speak to be cheesy about it um that's number one like from a, an actual journal i have for gratitude number two um, I don't know if this makes any sense at all. It's just like the state of being I try to yep. operate out of. Like, like for example, someone in the gym the other day, and I did, this just came out of my mouth, said, man, I, I said, hey, man, what are you doing the rest of the day? And like, ah, oh, I got to go back to work. And he said it like that. And I said, at least you got a job. And he went, you know what? You're right. That's a good point. Or like someone's like, man, I was like, uh, you know, like, like, uh, trying to another example or like let's say like in jujitsu like someone that's got their ass beat like one of my other training partners <laughs> just got their ass just handed to him and they're like man i or no that, that would happen oh, let me put it on me <laughs> i just got my ass beat because i'm not very good yet and i'll and i'll have this like 140 pound kid put me on my face uh and and i'll just get my ass beat and one of my training partners was like how'd that go with, with noah or what whoever it was and i'm like well <laughs> you saw it he's pretty bad and they're like, yeah, he's good. And I said, yeah, but I learn a lot. I said, I always learn when I roll with him. I always ask yeah. for feedback and what I can do better. And uh, I'm telling you, dude, someone literally like I, that's why I love going to jujitsu and getting my <laughs> ass just destroyed by kids is be, or by these upper ranks. I'll, I'll try to go spar with the dude that's been doing it for 15 years because I'll get my ass right. handed. Then I'll ask for feedback and I'll learn. And then now the stuff he was beating me with before doesn't happen anymore. So I, I guess you could say one of the ways I express it, it's, it, this sounds so cheesy, dude. I'm sorry. It's in my heart. Absolutely. It's who I am as a person. Um, like I'm not being grateful. Yes. I am. Yes, grateful, it does. If that makes sense. Because, and then that just kind of seeps out of every pore of me. Like I'll have people like a common question I get is dude, how are you so happy all the time? Um, and I don't want to be that <laughs> annoyingly positive. Never have a bad day. Motherfucker. Cause we all have bad days. I have bad days. I should probably talk about them more, but yep. I don't want to bitch. Like that's the thing. Um, I should be more transparent about when I do have bad days, but basically like people will say, dude, how are you so happy all the time? And I'm like, dude, my worst day people would die for my worst day is a flat tire, yep. but I got a fucking car. I said, my, I said, I know where every meal, I, I have a fridge full of food. I got water turned on. I got electricity and heat in my house when it's cold. Like it's because of that. It's because I operate out of a, a state of gratitude. Like my worst day is fucking amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I, I, I think, that's really awesome. And I do a lot of the same stuff, but it's hard. It takes a lot of effort, um, to, to be that way. So, it is. um, that, mm-hmm. cause then all your friends, then all your yeah. friends, nope. think you're I get that all the time too, man. I <laughs> completely understand that. Um, so I want to wrap up real quick with, uh, sort of a sign off question. Um, what are three things that you are grateful for right now? Right now, number one, you, Thank you, Mr. Corey, without a doubt, you, Mr. Corey. Um, 
Uh, if I had to go three off the top of my head, it was you and being able to do this podcast because this is fucking amazing. This is probably one of my favorites. I've been interviewed on, awesome. on others. This is awesome. Um, number two, uh, I kept talking about it. My <laughs> thumbs are pretty awesome because I'm holding up my phone right now. My thumbs. Um, and just that I'm alive, dude. Like, my, you know what's funny is, uh, and I'll keep this short, it's the first thing. I, I don't necessarily try to repeat my gratitude list. But there are like every time because I try to, you know, especially really think about what I'm truly grateful for yep. and like not just write the same thing every day. But the first thing at the beginning of every one of my lists yeah. is yep. another day. Like the fact that I woke up this uh, on six feet above, not six feet below. I'm pretty ecstatic about like, hey, I got another day. My heart's beating. I'm not telling it to my air or my lungs are full of air. Like not everyone's that lucky. Not everybody's that fortunate. So that'd be the third thing. The fact that. I'm alive. And that is awesome. I love it. Um, I want to thank you for joining me. You're our first guest on, on the podcast. So um, this Sick. was a really big branching out moment for us. Um, and I'm really happy that it got to be, it got to be you. It got to be you first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, no, dude. I'm, thank you, man. I'm stoked to, 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 to be on here and talking and hopefully some people got some value. I just love talking to you, man. Like, um, so I'm, I'm thank you for having me on here. Well, I, I appreciate um, that. I think that there was a lot in this episode. Um, and, um, anyone who's listening, go ahead. Uh, Jared, what's your Instagram handle and your Facebook stuff? Why don't you go ahead and put a plug in for that? Yeah. So Instagram at real Jared, Hamilton, not the fake one, the real one. Um, Jared's, uh, I keep my name spelled simple. A lot of weird spellings. It's just J-A-R-E-D. So real Jared Hamilton. Um, Facebook, pretty simple. Jared Hamilton. It's not hard to find me. Or when in doubt, hit up the legendary Corey. I got you. Yep. I'll send them your way. So, all right, man. Anything else? I think that's it, man. Like, again, thank you so much. I appreciate appreciate your time and uh, we will be in touch. Thank you, brother, man. Sounds perfect. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the weekly warrior. Thank you to Mr. Jared Hamilton for being our guest. If you could go ahead and leave us a rating and a review for the podcast, that would be just absolutely fantastic. And I hope you have a wonderful day and you discover your warrior within.